0: Welcome to Dogma and Devotion, the podcast that sheds light on the beauty and truth of the Catholic faith. We discuss a wide range of topics from the viewpoints of two complementary vocations of the Church. I'm Ashley, here with Father Dupre, and on today's episode, we'll be closing out the Christmas octave by reflecting on the Gospel for the Feast of the Holy Family, Year B.
1: The Lord be with you.
0: And with your Spirit.
1: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke.
0: Glory to you, O Lord.
1: When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the people's light for revelation to the gentiles and glory for your people israel the child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him and simeon blessed them and said to mary his mother behold this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in israel and to be a sign that will be contradicted and you yourself a sword will pierce so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed there was also a prophetess anna the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was eighty-four. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, They returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord.
0: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So today we're celebrating the Feast of the Holy Family. We've got it in its place on our current universal calendar in 1969. It's always going to fall between the uh, Mass of the Nativity and the Mass of Mary, the Mother of God. And this year we get it on a Sunday.
1: It's a great feast. And I really enjoy how the church in her wisdom says, let's continue to plumb the depths of the mystery of how Christ has come to us. There's so much packed into the way that he entered our lives, right? We We've been looking at how he's born in a manger, all the Eucharistic themes there. He's laid in what? A feeding trough. And what does that point to? It's he's going to be laid upon the altar. He is going to be offered as Eucharistic food, right? And there's just those beautiful kind of meanings all packed into the crash scene. Well, this looks at another very obvious part or aspect of God's plan of salvation. Yet he's also not a grown man, who came out of the sky, right? He condescended, he took flesh and has went through, you know, normal human gestation. Uh, and he's took nine months, right. To develop. We, we do the annunciation in March. Here he is. It's December. That's nine months later. And he is born to a mother. And there is a father, right? We call St. Joseph the earthly father, another title, foster father. Jesus is, let's say, natural father, right? Is the eternal father. He is the eternal son of the eternal father, the most holy trinity. And so yet God said, no, let's bring this out. I am coming to them as a member of a family. I want to build a community around me and take note, this community is not within the four walls, let's say, of a church, this is not this uh, edifice with, with uh, you know, high ceilings and stained glass windows. It's not how he's entering to begin with. He enters first into the home of a family.
0: Yeah, JP2 says the um, family is the fundamental institution of every society. And that's what the Redeemer chose to come into the world as.
1: Amen to that so powerful so this becomes an opportunity for recognizing god in a let's call it a much more personal way right we we know there is this wonderful line quoted by christians everywhere where two or more are gathered there i am in their midst and here jesus is saying i am always present in the family there is something eternal he is eternal this child born of a human mother is eternal in his substance. So the way that he resides with us, right? Emmanuel, God with us is in a family. And again, before he's worshiped and, and gathering the Gentiles around him, which will come in time and the development of God's plan of salvation through the ministry of his holy church and the sacraments and so on. First the family, first the gathering of mother and father with their love Then that's entrusted to them. And I just think about how whenever I w- my last assignment, I was a pastor of a little small, beautiful, rural community, and I got excited. You know, you got the keys to the place for the first time, and you, you, you get to come up with some direction for where you want to lead a community. And, of course, you have a council to guide you, and you have many people who have been already there and can tell you things about the community and its needs and such. And, and, and I, I really wanted to, to build it up. I realized that there was no marriage ministry, marriage formation ministry in place. I got excited when I I learned of this one and it was actually very local and now has grown. This is the the great witness to love program. And it, it was beautiful to me because it's kind of the heart of its program, its philosophy is work with relationships that are already there, specifically those that are marriage-based relationships. You have people who have been going to Mass for at least five years as a married couple. They have children, maybe they don't, whatever God's plan is for that marriage, and this newly engaged couple, they're in their parish, right? They, they father, we'd like to get married on such or such date, Okay. And then we'll ask them, uh, what or who do you know? Who are you going to mass with? Who are you drawn to? Who are you already hanging out with? Who are your friends who are married in this community? Okay, we, we always want them to, to pick their own, the one they've already got a beautiful natural attachment to. And then we p- put them on a journey together and examining these questions about their marriage recognizing God as the love that has drawn the couple already married and leading this couple to become married. And and again, it, it was exciting to me because it was like, hey, wait a minute. This is exactly how God drew a community around him. He did it through marriage, the, the legitimate marriage of Joseph and Mary. And so work with God already working with married couples that he has brought together. And it was great, you know, opened up the rectory, created a hosting space, relied on good friends such as our hostess <laughs> here, Ashley, to help me to, to host these basically double dates in in the rectory. And it was it was wonderful because it it was like it took the the hard work out of what am I going to do to set this community more specifically on the path of holiness and sanctity? oh wait, Jesus, you've already done this. You started with marriage. Just like you started in the Garden of Eden with the marriage of Adam and Eve, you are doing it again. You are building on the same plan with Joseph and Mary. You want holy families.
0: And how important is it that those spouses continue to date one another? How, like, how awful would that holy family have been if Joseph was just kind of like, oh, cool, Jesus is here, you got that, I'm going to the <laughs> workshop, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, we had to, whenever we had, we have two kids, and so the birth of our two kids was similar in that, you know, they were both like, this is weird, but like in a hospital, whatever. But for Charlotte's, she was the first after a very long bout of infertility, Uh, I'm the only granddaughter. I'm the youngest. So people are like so excited. And we had a revolving door of human beings after she was born coming into our house, holding the baby, the whole it takes a village thing like I didn't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. And then Sam was born in March of 2020. The world shut down. No one could come in our house. It was a completely different thing. But both of those times were they felt so special. But Sam's that birth for me felt the closest possibly to how Mary and Joseph would have felt in their intimacy, that it was just like those two against the world with literally God as the center of their universe.
1: So powerful. This, I was a part of the experience (laughs) of the birth of Ashley's first child, Charlotte, which wound up becoming, my third, and I love saying my final godchild. I decided I will not be able to keep up with <laughs> more than three, because I have a whole bunch of spiritual children. Being a priest, uh, but I, I just, I love recalling this memory so much, and it's, uh, and it's the the great grandfather of uh, Charlotte Ashley's firstborn. When he could barely enter the room, I, I had a line of sight on him. I'd already been there for a while, and kind of meeting and you know, just being present, like Ashley's saying, so many loved ones were able to to come for that first birth before the second child. And and I see Ashley's grandfather still, you know, just a a man of just like strength and presence and love and wanting to be so involved in his family. And I can just see him with the open door and he he starts to enter and he turns aside. I could tell he was getting overwhelmed with emotion. He finally kind of braves it and comes in, and it happens again. He gets within a few feet, uh, just a short radius of his great granddaughter. And his tears just showed me the bond of what a man is supposed to feel to his family. And it was just a powerful thing. And it, it just, I got to reflect on it and reflect on it right now we need that visible principle of unity you know and that's that's what a priest is acting in Christ the head you know Christ came to maturity to, to head up a new human family being refashioned in holiness in his life gathering people to love and adore him as a child which is happening every christmas in the life of the church until christ comes again but that same boy becomes the head of the family, and he expresses himself in the holy Roman Catholic priesthood and celibacy and self-sacrifice. Again, being visible to his people through paternity. Family is everything that God wants, and that is the significance of this feast. And uh, uh, another thing just to point out, to every Catholic who goes to Mass, and if you're not going to Mass, go to Mass. (laughs) You have to go to (laughs) Mass. We're bound by the third commandment, take holy the Lord's day absolutely take note that on the main altar of sacrifice the priest is bringing forth christ in the middle of the church the high focal point but always he is flanked left and right by an altar dedicated to his mother and an altar dedicated to his earthly father saint joseph there's always mary and joseph left and right And the fruit of their marriage of choosing God's will, saying yes to God in faith and Joseph saying, yes, I will not be afraid. Uh, This is such an amazing marvel and mystery, but yes, I will listen to heaven. I will take Mary as my wife. Mary, she has to be told, do not be afraid. The power of the most high will overshadow you. I will bring this family together. And family is present at every Eucharistic sacrifice, just in that very architectural symbolism, the way that every Roman Catholic church is laid out. And it is beautiful that God has chosen the human family to bring forth salvation.
0: So good. That is so good.
1: Amen. What a beautiful feast. Happy Feast Day to all of our families.
0: Happy Feast Day. In honor of today's feast, we are going to have two of the youngest members of the Dogma and Devotion family, Charlotte who's 5 and Samuel who is 3, close us out in prayer. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, sinner, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. For our next episode, we'll celebrate the solemnity of the Epiphany of the Lord.